0: welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Anahita. She is a recently graduated architecture student and is currently working in industry and also she's a very good friend. Enjoy.
1: So Anahita, so first things first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Thanks Aaron. Um, (laughs) Thanks for having me. First of all, I'd just like to say how nice it is to talk to some engineers and scientists about design.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thank you for robbing my ego,
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I'm Anahita. I work for an architecture firm in London and I've been studying forever. So um, I kind of deserve this. <laughs> and um, basically just... Um, yeah our firm's basically specialized in residential refurbishments and some commercial refurbishments as well and um we're getting a new build project soon too so that should be exciting
1: oh that sounds really exciting yeah yeah yeah. so uh so you're basically you're studying to be an architect right so what exactly is an architect if you just want to kind of summarize it for us
2: yeah so um (laughs) architects are professionals who specialize in the art and science of uh, building design Um, so it's um, basically all the ins and outs it's it's the design process mainly but also getting it to a point where it can actually be be built Mm -hmm. Um, uh, pretty much it yeah
1: so So, uh, do you guys draw basically draw the buildings is that is that what your deal is
2: yeah, that's the traditional way of drawing, <laughs> designing yeah. architecture. Yeah, um, hand hand sketches. But we do we do still do hand sketches initially to start mm. with, and then um, just nowadays though it's mainly online and on on softwares. So it's a lot of technology based.
0: It's not like paint
2: designing as well. Sorry.
0: It's not like on paint.
2: <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: So uh yeah. what why why did you choose to study arch- you know architecture and what kind of led you down 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 that sort of path?
2: Yeah, um I've always been creative. I guess that's what started it. Um and uh so it was in school, in fact, I always thought um I like art and I like maths, and I thought that was the best combination to just study architecture, but in fact, when I went to uni, I realized that it was nothing to do with maths or, you know, just plain science. Like it was, it was a lot of cre- like creative input um, that led the most of the course. Um, and then basically just sort of developed a new knowledge for what architecture actually is mm. later on.
0: Well, just to give like the listeners a background, we kind of grew up together and went to the same school. And mm. I remember like in school, it was, so, it was so key. Like, I remember in year eight, you bring in something that you drew and you showed it to me. And I like, I was like, nah, that's not you. Like, I was like, there's no way you drew that. Like her, the way she draws is insane. Do you feel like your your like artistic talent really carried through when you started studying into?
2: Yeah, 100%, 100%. In fact, um, in uni, I felt very uh, like amateur, in fact. Um, wow. Even though I I was like praised in school, you know, for my paintings and things, but you go to uni and there's a bunch of yous basically <laughs> competing against you, and uh, because it's a very competitive course as well, it was just um, I guess soul bashing. <laughs> in way. But don't uh, oversell yeah, it. Gorgeous. huh?
1: Don't oversell it. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds <laughs> yeah. like a bundle of fun. <laughs>
2: i'm not gonna be here i'm not gonna definitely gonna be a lot of complaints here so
1: um i do, I do find it cool that you um i mean I, I did have to kind of step out of the room there for a second because my dad who basically hasn't spoken yeah. on the phone all day decided to wait for this moment to start uh-huh. yelling down the phone so uh, i kind of missed what you said but i do i was there for the beginning part which was uh yeah, in school, I remember you saying you wanted to be an architect. So it's kind of cool to see you be an architect now. And it's been like, what, 10 years since maybe we last spoke. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's quite, Best
2: time I, I recognized wanting to be an architect was year nine, when they were going around yeah. the table asking what everyone wants to do. Um, and in fact, actually, one of the reasons was I want to draw and I want to be creative, but I also want to make money.
1: Nice. <laughs> that was nice. one of the drives. Um, same same and I, I wish i could do that
2: i came to <laughs> and then i came to uni realizing oh I, actually not even uni after i started to get into the industry i realized actually there's not that much money in it either <laughs> so
1: oh, no, oh nice either way <laughs> wonderful well to be fair there's a lot of guys who wanted to be rappers and they haven't even managed that so you know <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> you, yeah. you accomplishing uh, something that big is is still you know very commendable regardless of uh, it not necessarily being that lucrative but I always thought it would be lucrative I thought architects were all rich mm. am I wrong that's then? the
2: misconception yeah that's the oh. that's the thing that everyone is believes but it's not true
1: so, well, are you putting on a understand. show right now so people don't know how rich you are? Mm. I'm to you, Aloy. Don't,
2: don't look at my uh, five million mansion in the background.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, what, what's those pillows? Are those Gucci? Where'd you get those from?
2: They're ostrich <laughs> feathers.
1: Those. Ostrich feathers. Oh, nice. <laughs> So uh, I guess my next question was going to be about the misconceptions of architecture, but I guess you, we've knocked the big one out of the park there. So uh, you're all broke. Yeah. That's nice to know. We're
2: all broke. And
1: uh, broke boys. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> what's another misconception? And- I guess.
2: Yeah. So the like, I guess the main misconception is if no, like no one knows anything about architecture is um they think that we do the work of engineers and structural engineers and and, and everything we build the bricks and everything whereas mm. we we are there just to design and um we work with a lot of other professionals um in the field in the construction field that basically help us carry that out um
1: right so when you so, talk about so like the engineers what do you mean by that <laughs> in more sense uh,
2: yeah so that's that's the part that uh interests you then <laughs> that got your attention
1: <laughs> no because uh, you know as you said like um yeah. I know you guys like design it and everything but is it is it kind of like you have somebody there who goes yeah I know you want to put that I don't know that set of stairs there but if you put that there then the whole building will collapse is that what you mean by like engineers?
2: very much yeah yeah so we find do something part. crazy and then they're like um you can't actually do that and we're no. like why not <laughs> why not um, so we try and we try and push boundaries as much as we can, but we do have uh, knowledge as to what works and what doesn't. So we're not completely crazy. And mm. I mean, I say we, the sensible ones, trying to nice. count myself in. But um, <sighs> there are some obviously um, crazy people out there who who try and design buildings that look like shoes or ducks and mm. things. So, um, so yeah.
0: So in terms of like the structural analysis and. all all of the I guess physics and maths behind it
2: that's right yeah Is that usually
0: dealt with the civil engineers
2: that's right so we get structural engineers um we get mechanical engineers we get electrical engineers um and so many other consultants that that might be necessary in that particular project
0: Mm. so you basically still the limelight you get the the shiny part but then give it to your menu. Oh, Steve, they don't See, even get I, the shiny part.
1: Knew,
2: They're broke. I knew an engineer slash scientist would say that. <laughs> they
0: they I, I just would remember
2: say, oh, we put the ribbon at the top. <laughs>
0: yeah. I remember like civil engineers in uni always complaining about architects. And <laughs> I mean, I I, I'm it. a different kind of engineer, so I don't have a stake in it if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, and yeah. I never liked the structural engineers anyway.
1: So. <laughs> bunch of weirdos. I've never met one, but a bunch of weirdos. Um, can i ask you another one actually i just thought of it so as a misconception angle so in like you know movies and stuff there's always like an engineer over a desk they've got this big blue sheet in front of them and then they kind of like scribble away and then you know after a day or two they emerge from their room and they're like i've designed the new you know eiffel tower or whatever how how long does it actually take to design a building and, you know, what? do you have a creative license when you're designing designing a building? Or is it, is it just, you know, you have to do it within certain rules and regulations, I guess? I mean, how, how does it work, that process of designing?
2: Yeah, so there's actually a board, um, in the, the RIBA, basically, the Royal Institution of British Architects. And they set um, standards and regulations that... Uh, basically uh, create the process so there's there's several stages that you go through from conception to um in use so it's uh it's almost construction phase then <clears throat> the even in in use phase as well um but basically there are um sorry what was your question again <laughs>
1: So, like, you know, how long does it take, for example, to design a building? Uh, you know, is it restricted? How long does it take? Right. Yeah. You know, is it restricted? Yeah. You have so it as depends. Much creative, you know?
2: It also depends on the size of the project as well. So, um, obviously, for for our projects because they're smaller, uh, residential refurbishments, uh, some of them could take from six months to maybe two years from conception to completion um and there are obviously bigger projects that can take a couple of years maybe a few years and even several years Mm. um it it just depends on the scale
1: i want you to build me a two-bed house on this plot of land that i've brought
2: i say i'll come back in two years
1: come back in two years (laughs) (laughs) okay no 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 no, it's not that bad i mean
2: there's a a whole process to it
1: (laughs) i mean if i okay for you though you like you're gonna design it okay so i've brought this part of land i've said i want anahe to have all of the architects in the land i want her to come down and design this for me how long would it take you do you think to design a two-bed house and you got all the creative liberty you want how long would you
2: is it just me on my own
1: just you on your own oh yeah that's another question how many (laughs) architects does it take to build a house i mean to design a house not build one
2: um well it definitely slows the process
1: Mm. but
2: um, I'd say to des- to start designing because the design process may take a couple of months. Again, it depends on the complexity of the project. You know what consultants you need. If there's other, like for example, in this uh, current project that I'm working on, I need to like I've just realized that I need to do a lot of research into the drainage, which hmm. which has basically taken a couple of months out of my time of hmm. designing. So it, this is all part of the design. This, all, this is all a process and it affects the design as well. So it, um, if I were to give you an approximate time for the design process, I'd say for a two-bedroom house in the land, I'd say, mm, I'd say six months. Yeah. No, I
1: would yeah, sure
0: like to I think as an aerospace engineer, that sounds really short because for us, our projects are like 10 to 20 years in, really in research is, yeah. and design.
2: Just the design part.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Before we even get to the point where it's implemented. So mm. uh, uh, obviously plebs like Erin will think that that's, uh,
1: that's a really long time. But... I'm asking her a question. Why are you sticking it on me? Relax. <laughs> No, okay. Okay. I mean I
2: could be completely wrong. I'm I'm mm. talking about my own short experience being an architect, so I, I could be completely wrong. So uh,
1: just to, just to kind of ask you another question, there. So you said drainage. Oh does that God. mean like plumbing, or, or what does that mean? Yes,
2: yeah. So, yeah, um, so the architect and underground drainage system as well. So, the
1: architect designs or mm. and looks into that as well, like how to actually. Oh wow we, okay we
2: don't do the like i said we will uh we'll be hiring consultants and other specialists to advise us on these things so for example, I would request a um an underground drainage survey to be done mm. and then i I will call up these specialists and you know get a quote and get them to come in and do the survey us on certain things um and uh that will because again, these are all needed in order to get planning permission in order to get past the big guys per mm. um, se,
1: so does that not stifle creativity a little bit though, like for example, if you have to get so much like uh, permits and uh, go through so many hoops and loops and stuff just to just to build a two- bedroom hat on a, pl- a you know two- bedroom house on a plot of land, yeah um, let's say you wanted to create something that was really extravagant, mm-hmm what what is that like what sort of process is that because you know you see all these definitely
2: restricts you yeah yeah yeah. definitely restricts you so for example there are there are so many restrictions especially in the UK because we have so much history uh, in Mm. terms of building as well and so there are certain heritage and um, conservation areas that won't allow you to do certain things Um, and therefore in order to respect that and in order to proceed with the designing process, you you kind of need to work around it. And I think in in some way it kind of adds to the creativity because you're you have all these obstacles to work over, and it just makes it an interesting project. Because at the end of the day, you'll say, "Well, this came out of this decision." Or
0: hmm. I think it's I, I can like mirror that where you basically have to work with a, a load of people to even come up with ideas because a human being even as especially you know especially researched or specialized that they can be you still you still need um, other inputs so
2: yeah certainly definitely yeah Yeah.
1: so is that why for example you keep seeing these kind of uh, pictures where it's like oh this architect in china designed this building that's going to go up in like a couple years and it's like a crazy skyscraper that's like kind of loops around in the sky and so on like is, is that why yeah. they can kind of do it there but we we don't really see that sort of thing that often here because probably
2: yeah yeah and in america as well because they are they don't have that much history <laughs> no,
1: no nice no. please
2: edit that out actually <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i'm gonna keep it in no Jake, okay, that's fine it's a, uh,
2: and an iranian uh, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. No, we're with you we're actually with you, <laughs> yeah,
0: you keep the agenda
2: yeah go on
1: good. oh brilliant <laughs> So uh, is there like a LeBron James of architecture? So is there someone that you specifically look up to and say this guy's designs or this girl's designs are just amazing and I really, you know, this is who I look up to?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a team of basketball players out there.
1: Nice. <laughs> of
2: architecture. Um, so...
1: so who is your favourite architect? Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. Okay. I'm afraid to ask, does he have any... <laughs> Does he have any um any buildings that we might know, you know, in particular? Yeah, <laughs> such as <laughs> such as which one? <laughs> to be fair, I'm not that <laughs> cultured, so you could just throw anything house out and I'll, I'll believe you. Pennsylvania. Sorry, who? What?
2: The Falling Water House in Pennsylvania. It's a organic oh. structure that has been there forever. Um, and because he's such an, basically, he's not alive now, um, unfortunately. R.I.P. Um, yes. and oh, I because
0: R.I.P. Was... R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And he, I mean, he was in the, he was in the 1930s. So, you know, this was, for it to still shine at this age and mm. time, it's obviously says something.
1: No, I've just had a look at it. It's actually you know really what nice said? house
0: yeah when you said it's natural like the first thing that comes into my head is the hanging gardens you know that, that no longer exists but
2: yeah it's you know, yeah, exactly. historical
0: evidence saying that it was there etc in yeah. terms of like history like let's keep away from modern buildings and let's go back if you yeah. had to pick like any any uh, form of architecture or building of like wonder what, what would be your favorite or what would you say that people should really look at
2: oh i i, t- I love rome i would have to go back to Mm. just the the colosseums and all of all of that type of architecture because they're just so mm. incredible um,
0: it's that antiquity I mean, kind of era
2: yeah the the in, the detail that goes into it it's crazy it's um it's beyond even what what's possible now so f- for i mean you can't build things like that anymore like yeah. you can't. There's there's no way uh, people will pay the time and the sort of intricate detail that go that went into that work. They won't do that now.
0: Mm. I guess like nowadays everything's machined and automated, so people yeah, you don't can
2: wanna... 3D print them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of a shame, don't you think? Do do you think like we've lost that, let's say artisan element of buildings and artisan element of you know at the end of the day buildings are part of our society and it's part of our culture do you think we're, we're missing out from from that and that we may perhaps should bring it back despite the costs or the time effort
2: i'm gonna say no <laughs>
0: oh
1: nice um,
2: yeah maybe because i mean it is beautiful and i i think it makes it more special because it was in that time Whereas we are at a different time uh, now. And we've developed so Do you think in, a, so in 100
1: new. years we'll look back at Edmonton Green and those disgusting <laughs> colourful buildings and say, oh, yeah, that's that's amazing, <laughs> that. <laughs> but by the way, I want whichever architect designed that to be put in the Hague, because that is terrible. I don't know who designed <laughs> those. It looks like something out like of Balamori. It's terrible. I don't think that.
2: Edmonton
1: crazy. will survive. <laughs> oh, well, I should hope so. I hope this place burns now, Jake. <laughs> <But, laughs> oh, God. Nah, but, you you that, know what's crazy? Terrible. They They built those...
0: They built those three flats, and then they said, "You know what we're going to put? We're going to put a whole shopping center around it."
2: <laughs> and then they've it done makes no nothing sense.
1: Since it's like literally walk five minutes down the road, and it's like decrepit. I don't, I don't really understand oh the God. full process there. So who designed he, that? I yeah,
2: I mean, the urban design, um, sort of the the mm-hmm. wider environment. That's a completely different, probably a different podcast uh, episode. Uh, but um, yeah, that that's not something we do. <laughs>
1: In, per se it, I mean um, When you talk about urban design I don't know if this was something That happened during Thatcher's time or, or what But it, it feels like There was a specific time period Where they decided Let's just try to cram As many people as we can Into this Into this one space So it's just like Very boring Grey Big buildings With just As many ha- flats as possible Or you know Houses as possible Within one Defined space And it's kind of like uh, I don't know if you watched Like uh, Chernobyl That TV show uh, how they yeah. how they depicted you know um soviet <laughs> architecture it's all bland and it all looks the same and so on like it kind of, it kind of become like that a little but bit i like think this. yeah
0: but I, I think that was due to the advent of concrete i mean like concrete is a material that we only recently That's found right. i don't know here can probably expand but it's an insane yeah, it if you it really down, think we have an architect
1: all right, right, down,
0: on. Yeah? you know what here i'll let you go
1: <laughs> i
2: mean you're doing pretty well um I mean, concrete has been growing a lot over the years. And Le Corbusier, in fact, the architect, was the one to sort of shine the light on on concrete um, because it... um, I mean, there's so many beautiful ways you can create architecture with concrete. But unfortunately, for the type of buildings that you're talking about, Erin, are Mm. are ones that... um, are in result of probably post-war architecture that ended up being just let's just build upwards and outwards type of thing. Um and so they never really thought about the design. They just wanted to get those spaces in.
1: I mean you mentioned uh, did you say Le Cabusier? Yes. It? I tried to spell that person's name and I got the option, did you mean dung beetle or Lecoq sportif? So I've clearly butchered spelling that person's name. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, um, so what were they like very into concrete, I guess?
2: Yes, yeah, he was. Um
1: he um Is there again, is there any buildings that remind <laughs> they might be able to reference this
2: is like my six years or five years of architecture school gone down the drain
1: <laughs> oh this is this is not looking very <laughs> completely good is it
2: compromised
1: <laughs> no i'm only joking i mean i I, okay. I kind of know how you feel right now because whenever for example I, I tell people what i've done they just randomly tell me their ailments and say how do, how can i fix this and i'm like i don't know i can't it, just tell you those know.
2: type of questions exactly
0: yeah i no, just i, I, I guess yeah, from- that,
2: Day,
1: so. I
0: guess for me like the question would be where do you think the use of concrete buildings should be involved do you like the way I see it is that concrete's got great utility and especially buildings of nowadays they t- tend to focus on utility than uh, artistic pleasure or whatever do you, do you think there's a balance to it I mean you did say oh we shouldn't go back but where is the the middle ground or do you think we're going the right direction and everything should be grey and boring
2: yeah no I think concrete as a material it's um it's pretty sustainable but um it can be very expensive and um and also in some ways not sustainable um so that there are there are so many factors that I, I guess it like you said it depends on uh what you're building what sort of function it's being used for um, but, uh, I, I do, I love the mix. So I, even though I say we shouldn't go back, I love to sort of, because it, I mean, it's all, it's almost wrong to go back, I think. And I would always say that I would love to respect the past, but m- like present the future basically. Mm. And, um, so I, I kind of like the merge of both architectures, you know, types of architecture. Um, So sometimes we do, for example, like the the residential refurbishments that we do, we would consider the, for example, the brick structure of the building, but then we'd stick like a a cube glass box as an extension Mm. just to sort of kind of create that juxtaposition, but also um, make it a little bit more modern.
1: So but you're we like would you're always... building coliseums as houses, basically. Yes, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, uh, I you can get... at see like Havana and, you know, it's very, like, colourful, regardless of um, how it's made or the quality of it being made and so on. But I feel like uh, we don't even colour the houses anymore, man. It's like, and when we do, it doesn't... It might look be a British thing. Yeah, it doesn't look. Good, it might though. be a it's British Edmonton thing. Green is coloured, right? It's green, yellow, and red—the three buildings—and they look terrible. So it's like, what today? Is today, today Edmonton Green is
0: our case study.
1: Yeah, Edmonton Green yeah. is the case study of what happens when architecture goes wrong, because that is a terrible block of. I hate those flats. I really want them to do something. I mean, about I, c- where they work.
2: I can name a few neighborhoods in London already.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah, name and shame. We're all about name shaming name. on this podcast. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah. No. I, it de- it's definitely a British thing. Um. Because yeah, of why, the history So
1: uncool. what's going on now but it's also like
2: away. it's like um so for example, because we live here, we're so yeah. used to it, and so we're tired of it, but if you, for example, look at Rome
1: mm. and
2: they've got that much history and you know it's rich in in the sort of the historical mm. uh look of the whole city basically um they they're probably sick of it as well, they're probably like, why don't we?" Why can't we move forward? Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sick You're of like this beautiful one. cathedral. I just want like a brick house. There's. I mean, you never know. <laughs> Maybe that's an interesting point you brought up. I mean, I guess we we are very used to it, so everything here just seems very mundane to us. But
2: I mean, it, I it is mundane.
1: It, that's what I'm saying. It is though, right? Yeah. It actually is yeah. mundane.
2: Yeah, but it's improving. I mean, there are there are a lot of brick houses in in, in Britain, so. You can't get rid of them all at once.
0: I mean, like if you go into the countryside and places outside of London, uh, obviously it's going to be totally different. And there there are some nice areas. I've seen some really good houses and et cetera. But I think what I want to jump to is the, the whole, I guess on our generation or like this era, it's more of the skyscraper era, right? We never had them in the past, let's say prior to the 1900s. And suddenly, boom, we got skyscrapers in New York you know, they're trying to do it in London and you've seen what the Arabs have done in, you know, at Dubai, etc. Yeah. Like, what is that all about? Like, why are we so obsessed with really tall buildings? It, yeah. it seems like we're compensating, but. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, I, I yeah, I don't like skyscrapers either. I, I just think they're very sort of crude and and probably just especially the the massive glass ones but actually if you you can think of think of it as a if I were to focus on the positives I could I could say that in some ways it is sustainable because it's reducing the amount of the distance that people have to travel to get to places Mm. and it's also using less land to create the spaces so you know, going back to I guess, the basics on sustainability. You know, not using as much cropland to, um, to build construction on. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess that's one way.
0: Oh, that's quite interesting. Well, I, I guess also, I, I mean, just side for when I think of skyscrapers, if you remember, like reception the boys would try and build like <laughs> you remember those blocks and they'll try to build the biggest blocks before they they fall over it's yeah, pretty yeah. funny but uh, uh, apart from the side note um you were talking about being res- uh, resourceful and sustainable i guess one of the concerns i'd have let's say the idea is like to have as many as many houses and skyscraper and functionality what do you not have to think about like this human psychology level you know where we like to own a space you know a house with a garden is obviously much nicer than an apartment with a gym downstairs
2: certainly yeah definitely i mean i in fact focused a lot on the psychological uh, impact during my like sort of last years of university um i mean we we also i think that's also overseen in what, once you move into the industry and like once you go into like architecture firms um, because it, then you end up spending so much time trying to consider everything and everyone to, in order to make... make I mean, obviously, inclusive design should always be part of designing, like the first thing. Um, but there is so much that goes into it. And if every firm for every project, if they were to, for example, hire a specialist for that, then it does like, you know, you have to think about how how much this costs and how much time it takes as well. So,
1: you know, speaking of uh, sustainability and all of that, you know, as the global population goes up and we get dense and dense populations in these major cities and so on, do you think that we'll see more and more skyscrapers and like what is the role of architects in designing those going forward? Because I just feel like we're going to end up with, no houses with gardens, as Steve said, and if the population continues to grow, that is. Um, Mm. You know, do you think that's gonna be something that architects are gonna really need to consider going forward? Because you know, it does seem like we're kind of running out of space in yeah, you know, yeah. major cities at least.
2: Yeah, I think in the cities they um I mean, like like I said, it's more sustainable to reduce that that sort of radius of how how lot how much people travel. Um so for example, if you live in the city, it's more sustainable to travel 10 minutes with a bike than if you were to travel from outside in the outskirts drive mm. for an hour and come into the city um but uh, in in terms of you know obviously residential and and people having more i guess natural element in terms of gardens and terraces uh that that's something that is probably getting implemented in design somehow like terraces and roof gardens and things, but um, probably not as much as the, the single mm. sort of, especially the freehold type land. <laughs> That's probably reducing.
1: Is there any uh, specific, you know, uh, I guess, architectural marvels that you, you like, you know, these buildings or these uh, things that you've seen that you think, oh, I like that one. That's a nice one right there. Is there any that you can name us, for example? and like not to be very basic but you know how people say like oh Eiffel Tower I love the Eiffel Tower like do you have one yeah. that you say oh I really you know that is if I was to you know want to basically recreate something which one would it be that you look at and say oh wow that's you know, that's the pinnacle yeah
2: I'm, i mean going back i guess if we're going to follow up the conversation about skyscrapers i i love the shard <laughs> um in, nice yeah in fact i i was there like the day like the opening day when they finished construction i was just going to uni it was very exciting um and it's also because because you know it's actually supposed to be like a sailing ship for river thames that's why it's got that sort of cone shape um, oh i didn't know that yeah and and obviously because of the glass it reflects the i guess the water as well oh. you know sky.
1: what i noticed is um so you're from iran so the, if an MI5 agent is listening, he's probably going to tune this part up a little bit now, but uh, you, brilliant. you know, if, when you go home, do you ever go to the, um, the mosques there? Because I always see, uh, you know, the mosques. There's one in particular, which I've forgotten the name of now, but it's blue very one. colorful. Oh, I forget his name. Mm. It's like the blue yeah. mosque. Or the one in Shiraz. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That one's awesome. Yeah. I
2: mean, yeah, that- yeah you get the sunset um, or the sunrise rather. Um mm when you get the sunrise uh all the stained glasses shine all the colors into the building onto the persian rugs so you get like a massive flood of these uh stained glasses all over which is pretty amazing yeah
1: so like for example when you see stuff like that do you ever think like um how can i try to implement this in something that i would potentially design going forward because i I would try to do that basically if i wasn't like the ability to do it yeah 100%
2: that's always you know like even it comes with traveling as well like you you pick up things that you don't normally see around your own neighborhood like there are certain traditions or cultures and you know different architectures that that just spark so many different ideas
1: I mean speaking of travel unlike myself you are very well-traveled. So <laughs> was there a particular country that you went to or was there a particular kind of region that you you visited where the kind of architecture and the way they've designed their buildings really kind of st- stood out to you and you thought, oh, that's interesting or anything like that?
2: Um, I mean, from my travels, um, Hawaii was probably my favourite, but they have no buildings there.
1: <laughs> oh, what do so um, they have there?
2: As in they do, but it's mainly sand. <laughs> No um i would say in terms of architecture i love new orleans mm. i love oh, no. the style they had um and being a massive fan of jazz myself like i just love the sort of the community feel that like the whole neighborhood had so mm,
1: oh, that's awesome favorite. mm. To show you how unconcerned oh. I am, I was literally just googling what was New Orleans famous for because I knew they were famous for something, <laughs> and then you said jazz, and I was like, yes, there you go. Literally jazz, mate. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: I guess they they have like a French influence as well uh, with their yes,
2: history. Yeah,
0: yeah. I did that, yeah. with that I guess translate into their buildings as well and kind of yeah. give you that American French style. Yeah, that's yes. pretty cool.
2: Uh, so in fact, that's, that's cool. probably the southern part of America is probably the <laughs> most interesting um, historically. Um, mm. because obviously of the Mexicans, and um,
1: that's one way to put it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> interesting <laughs> because South they brought America in culture. is very interesting, yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah, I guess Miami is on the same level as well because they, they had huge immigration from obviously Cuba, uh, it's also South America, and of course, their yeah, own local yeah. population. So, you yeah. know, when you get, I feel like when you get melting pots, you get the best which Britain seems to hate for some reason, but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Die world. And that's what actually adds to, like, for example, if you think about what it was before and, and how how much culture is added to the, the way the neighbourhoods are built or... Because that changes things as well. Like, for example, if we're building for an area in particular and their population is maybe, you know maybe 80% of the population are Mexican, then we would aim to, you know, look at what sort of design decisions we can make in order to accommodate mm. that.
0: Well, that's quite interesting, actually. Well, mm. I, I guess maybe a bit closer to home, like in the UK, uh, obviously uh, we have like uh, public housing, council houses, et cetera. And we have like council states and you, you get like big projects that occurred in the past, for example, What's the one in Tottenham? Aaron? Broadwater Farm, I think
1: that's what it's called. Which oh, that of, hole. yeah, Karen.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like, what kind of considerations do you need to make when designing? On, I, I'm guessing they're on a tight budget at the same time. It seemed like broad, Broadwater Farm was kind of an enclosed, uh, very publicly uh, access, access uh, mm-hmm. excessive, excessive yep. area that caused a lot of crime, etc. Would you, yeah. would you ever think about that when? designing
2: for these 100%. situations 100 that all goes into a um you know making it a safer environment a more healthy environment that all goes into it, it it's a it, it's funny because it's interesting that you ask that because a lot of people would think oh it's just the design the the physical design of it but actually there's a lot that goes into the background as well um you know in, in terms of what type of space is yeah. that we're creating and, and what the aftermath of it is as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite interesting how something, you know, as simple in everyday people's mind as a building can affect so much. Like
2: Yeah, literally it's an yeah. life and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah really. Yeah.
1: So rather than asking you which ones you like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to give you 5 buildings. I want to ask you to get rid of one forever. Like get my Google system. ready. Okay. <laughs> No, no, you'll know these because I know them. If I know them, you'll know one hundred percent. So the Hagia Sophia in Istanbul, Blue Mosque, yeah, I believe some people call it, the Taj Mahal, okay, yeah, the Pyramids of Giza, mm-hmm. yeah. which Giza, you know, the Giza <laughs> and uh, the the, Giza. the 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 Eiffel Tower and the Acropolis of Athens. So the, those are the five five architectural you know wonders. So to repeat it, the Blue Mosque, um, Taj Mahal, uh, Pyramid of Giza, the Acropolis of Athens, and the Eiffel Tower, you have to get rid of one. You know what? You're not even going to delete it from history. You're going to watch the people who built it tear it down brick by brick. Which one are you going to make them tear down? <laughs> oh, my God. Demolish. And demolish it. And it's going to be very demoralizing as you do it as well. And you have to sit there and watch them do it.
2: Oh, that, I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, You've got to pick one. You've got to one.
1: <laughs> you have to pick one. We just just do um, one. I think just get rid of it. I know everyone will pick uh, the Greek one. No, I would love the Greek one. T- I'm not going to say which one I'm going to. Until oh, okay. she says it, I want her to say it first, and then I'll say which one I'm going to pick. I couldn't.
2: I genuinely couldn't. I you have to pick that. one.
1: Please, you have to pick one. You have to pick one.
2: I feel like you'll be very damaging to the architecture community. <laughs> <if I laughs> this is it. a politically correct
1: answer. You know, you know which one oh, I'll tear down. I feel like no that. type of way about it. The Eiffel Tower mm, Why? Because you know There's such a thing As Paris Syndrome Where they're like People think It's going to be amazing When they go to Paris Because the Eiffel Tower And the pictures And then when they get there They're so disappointed That it's yeah. actually There's like a psychological <laughs> Phenomenon named after it So to save yeah. the future Generations of that heartbreak Of realising Paris is just Very ghetto And it, you know, it's, it's just Not you very bring nice down basically. the Eiffel Tower Yeah I I'll just think bring that it down. would be
2: The easier Easier choice for me As well But
1: See, I, think I, had to, e- I had to put my foot, foot, out, foot out there, you know, step forward just real to quick so, so everyone could out. follow me.
2: <laughs> but um, even with the Eiffel Tower, because of the story behind it, in terms of the engineer who designed it, um, I think it's also somehow interesting and I, I still wouldn't want to. I mean, it's also kind of like a bow down to, you know, it's also the same engineer that designed uh, Statue of Liberty.
1: Oh, ah, really? I didn't
2: know that. Oh, yeah, that was a
1: gift from France to America, wasn't yeah. it? It was ah. yeah. Okay, so Statue of Liberty or that one, you have to tell the engineer, I'm going to break <laughs> one of them down in front of your very eyes, which one would you take down? <laughs> You're Iranian, so it's not a good look if you say the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <on your hand. laughs> I'll say it for you. <laughs> I'd
0: personally pick the Statue of Liberty
1: really i'd I'd still pick the eiffel tower i just have a gripe with that building i don't know you
0: you hate like love stories what about all these people that got married in front of the eiffel tower met
1: there oh give me a break
2: little (laughs) keychains
1: oh god the the world can do without the keychains of the eiffel tower i would definitely get rid of that you know even if you didn't even give me a like you know if you said oh this one or that one if you just said get rid of any building and i could get rid of anything even like a a hut somewhere i'd still get rid of the eiffel tower i really don't (laughs) like it Erin is a strong romantic. I Actually, think. no, no, to be yeah, fair, to I be agree. fair, the, the buildings in Edmonton, the, the, those, those will <laughs> go no, no, first. I'm keeping and them. That's the history. Article. That is heritage. That right <laughs> that there. Is that that heritage. is the
2: conservation area. How dare you?
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. No, that, that's just absolutely... I, like I said, I want to know who the architect is who done that so I can say... I
2: don't up think up. there was an architect involved. There probably
1: wasn't. They just they just told the bricklayers, just go and do whatever you want. <laughs>
2: yeah, they do that sometimes.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's interesting. So I've just slandered the Eiffel Tower, I'll take that off the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, how has I guess traveling, doing architecture, seeing all these different, you know, uh, designs and inspirations and so on, how's that kind of affected your outlook on life as a whole? I mean, I know that's a bit of a big question to ask someone, but <laughs> you can just try to answer. Yeah, it you're gonna bit, do some soul searching today.
2: That is some soul searching question. Um I guess it's opened my eyes it's such a cliche answer, but it's definitely opened my eyes to being more open minded in in terms of um i guess stepping out the boundary and 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 doing more research in terms of um what are the types of like what are the methods of architecture there are or like what are the methods of designing there are because there's so many like traditional ways of building that is, is neglected outside of that country in specific. So for example, if you go to, if you go to Iran and, you know, you see their mud houses or, um, you know, you see all these like different types of architecture, you think, okay, well that's very interesting. Like that's really thought through. And there's in like, you know proper engineer engineering methods that went into that but then you don't see that anywhere else so you're thinking okay well if this is such a brilliant way of doing things why have hasn't the world you know taken that up Mm. um so i guess i would probably try and gather all all that i learned from my travels trying to sort of implement that into i guess in the uk
1: (laughs) as best as you can quick question i've always wondered so like when i walk into a house i don't really think much about it i've just walked into a house right when you walk into a house do you like look around and they ask i start darting around they're like oh they could have put that wall there and you know they could have done it do you do you look at it in that sort of way or <laughs> am i just like making stuff up here
2: <laughs> i wouldn't think about where they would put the wall <laughs> but i would think True. About i mean that goes to show existing. how
1: much i know but yeah <laughs>
2: I would think about what the existing has tried to achieve so for example in terms of the journey when you walk like that first step into the house is so important because it's what you see in your first instance and that sort of journey you take in throughout the house and um, I guess it again depends on what it's being used for so if it is a house if it's the bedroom or if it's the kitchen you know what that journey is you know what that's this is part me? of designing
1: this is giving me the same vibe that you know when your, your English teacher says to you oh when the when the author wrote that the you know the I don't know the wall was blue what they really meant was xyz uh, you're giving me that vibe right now it's like I know he put a door there but what did he mean by the door what he meant what is the door <laughs> yeah. what does the door represent you know? what does the door <laughs> represent yeah that's a that's a vibe you're giving me right now but uh, <laughs> No, but you know, it's actually, I find that very interesting because, uh, you know, it obviously depends on what kind of path you take in life. But quite honestly, like, yeah, you could literally walk into a a room and say, oh, you know, they've done X, Y, Z with it. But I might not think anything of it. And that's, you know, I think that's quite.
2: That's true. Subconsciously, you will go through that.
1: Mm. Yes,
0: I agree. I agree. You kind of judge as you're walking in. You don't know if you're like, hmm. Yeah, and this
1: house is kind of small. And, and that's <laughs> yeah. that idea. His paycheck's a little, a little dry. And what's going on? Yeah, that,
2: that's the idea. Like, for example, if you have a, if you're living in in an apartment that, for example, like let's say, you get a lot of these houses, like shockingly in in England as well, where there's a room that's the kitchen, let's say, and then you got the living room or the dining room, like across the hall, like some other place, and you think, what the hell was going through that? guy's head you know when he was designing mm-hmm. because that's not the yeah. journey you take
1: you, mm-hmm. that's the a design my house <laughs> another one another one i've added to the list from edmonton to be put in prison he needs to be put in prison bro i'm telling you right yeah, now because Go we've got so much space and the way he's utilized it is so bad i'm like what why did you do this but I, again i don't know maybe you see I'm when i walk in your house the journey
0: yeah. i'm on is not the one i want to be on
1: you know what's so crazy this guy always comments on here as well like my living room is humongous but then like my kitchen is really small my bathroom is really i'm like you you had so much space to work with why did you do this like i I just don't understand it but i don't know maybe i'm being hypercritical or whatever but it's yeah i i I do find that very interesting that that you brought Mm up
0: yeah i think i I appreciate that you have that appreciation because that's something i definitely don't have uh (laughs) let let me put it this way i kind of live in a bachelor pad where (laughs) Things just go where they go, and <laughs> I don't, you know, there's no real logic to it. But I yeah. do appreciate the the thinking behind these
1: things. Yeah, but definitely. All in ha- all, would you suggest people do architecture? No. <laughs> no. Oh wow. Okay. Right. No, I'm
2: I'm actually I'm gonna elaborate on that because mm-hmm. um, it's it's a it's a um, it's a career path that you need to be able to enjoy in order to do it properly. Mm. because if you don't enjoy it and you go through seven years of the whole process trying to get your qualification Mm -hmm. and you end up just sitting by a desk maybe doing some photoshop work or for example some you know just drawing basically they're called cad monkeys where they usually are given Mm. designs and they just draw them up on the software if you're going to do that for the rest of your life there's no point because there's such a massive like it's such a broad Mm. subject and um, I mean I guess
1: getting the basic thing did you say seven years just to just to get the qualification in the first place is seven years right and then you have to do many years of work afterwards to kind of rise up so let me take
2: you through the journey
1: (laughs) yeah go ahead
2: (laughs) three years of undergrad Mm -hmm. and then you have to work out for a year which is called your part one experience And then you go back to uni to do two years of masters. Nice. And then you go back into work to do one more year of uh, industry experience, which is part two, which is what I'm doing right now. Nice. And then after that, you have to fill out some reports to report back into the Royal Institution of British Architects. And then at the end of that, you have an exam, which is the seventh year. But mine's actually becoming the eighth year because, yeah, I traveled.
1: <laughs> so what happens if you don't pass that final exam? You do it again. Uh, do you get as many repeats as you want?
2: I'd, I actually, I, that's a scary question. I haven't looked into that.
1: No, because that no, would don't freak me out it. if I thought that I could do seven years. And then at the end of it, they're like, nah, sorry, mate, you couldn't pass this exam. Mate, I would go ballistic, <laughs> seven years. I mean you, you can't even yeah that that sounds very yeah I think you yeah I'm not sure about that
2: process but I, like, I don't I, think I about the, failure so
0: I guess the point of it is to like enjoy the journey like you said you need to be on that journey but not not that you're working out on the journey but you're you're actually doing the journey you're enjoying it as you go along
2: yeah so you don't exactly. feel like
0: it's eight seven years or whatever it is
2: exactly in fact like on on my journey (laughs) i've um learned that i really enjoy interior design so i've been doing some of that as well on the side um you know the practice that that i'm in like they also do interior design work so i i've been taking some of that some of those tasks so i can expand on my interior design
1: skills as well Mm. so it's give some advice to a young person who wants to do architect who wants to you i know you're saying that you, don't, you know maybe don't do it or think it through blah 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 let's if you're from edmonton through.
0: don't do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, well clearly edmonton no actually needs some particular. architects because my god um so let's say i've decided now i want to do architecture i've listened to this i've said that need to convince me i want to do it what's the main thing that i should really look out for in in doing architecture doing the course what's the first bit of advice you would give to someone maybe in picking the uni or what what should they look out for on the course and so on
2: i would say read a lot Mm. um i mean it's as obvious as it gets but um also just look at different projects there's so many different examples and precedents that you can take inspiration from but We are constantly um, during university and and even now we're constantly subscribed to all these different architecture magazines. So we always get inspirations and different project examples that we take ideas from, but also develop them and um, basically turn them into other design decisions.
1: I kind Mm. of want you to trash another architect for some reason. I don't know why. Can you tell me one overrated piece of architecture? Um, (laughs) One that you mm -hmm. think everyone loves and you're like, yeah, it's kind of bad.
2: Oh, there's so many.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) In fact, I'm going to be bold and say I don't like Le Corbusier's work. (laughs) The concrete stuff.
1: You literally just mentioned this person. Now you are absolutely... I just want to know, I want to be able to know how to spell their name so I can actually look up their buildings, but I'm, I'm constantly getting other stuff. Le Corbusier. Yeah. Le, yeah. as in the French Le. Yeah.
2: Cor, C-O-R-B-U-S-E-I-E-R.
1: I-E-R. Let he does some really buildings.
2: good furniture.
1: Oh, Was it like like, Ikea? Have you seen that meme where they say, oh, she wears really nice gowns? because she, she can't sing. Uh said <laughs> Franklin said about Taylor, Taylor Swift? <laughs> oh then, no. Oh, yeah, no, oh, this guy's terrible. Oh,
2: God. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, this guy's really bad. Yeah, oh, wow, that we, is ter- um, look at that. Look at that. That is mm-hmm. terrible. You yeah, see that? exactly. That you kind maybe of reminds home, me of yeah. Edmonton Green. Oh. That is actually
0: Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're done, we're done. It's decided. Like we, we Mr. Even, Le Bousier is finished.
2: Le Cabusier is finished, yeah. Um, we even did a field trip. To, we went all the way to France to see his work, and, and you were sorely
1: uh, disappointed, clearly.
2: Yeah, clearly, wow. <laughs> I did not get inspired at all.
1: Oh, this guy is terrible.
2: Yeah, he's <laughs> I love his like stands of
1: him, and they get mad at us. For that. He's, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's,
2: he's an architect. um, He's a star architect. That's what they call them.
1: Hmm. He's a so w- when
0: you. When you one day become a, you know, a world-renowned architect and you have an, a, an undergrad or a, a postgrad just, just coming into work and dissing your work
1: on a podcast, always remember this moment.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. That day. Oh, how the
1: tide turned. <laughs> no, but seriously, this guy is bad, though. Like, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not speaking from a place of experience, but that is a bad building. I don't care what anyone says. That uh, that's good. horrible. That's
2: exactly, yeah.
1: <laughs> Any more architects? It's you like very social houses
2: on? you get in Hong Kong or China.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Those are horrible. Like, I, I know people that mm-hmm. live in those, and, you know, they've shown me, like, videos and pictures yeah. of, it's crazy how they just cram people yeah, into yeah. tiny spaces.
2: Literally, yeah. Oh, brother, and this guy stinks. Their ceiling heights as well are just, just ridiculously low. It's, it's like, it's just not living spaces.
0: Yeah. How does a human being not crack under that pressure? <laughs> it just, it's crazy. I mean,
2: yeah. 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 Hmm. But anyway, i are going to be don't arrested make? by
1: Tatchelor. <laughs> I'm going to trash travel. every it, it, single architect you know what? I can think of. I'm going to end it, but go for it. Can you trash on one more building, please? One more history oh, for <laughs> <God's> sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Thank you for coming on. I uh, really appreciate thanks for it for having me. Um, you know, uh, thanks for taking time out and coming on and uh, teaching us about Le Corbusier and how terrible he is. Um, this is officially a Le Corbusier hate podcast, and we we do not like that man. So uh, thank you.
2: I'm Enjoy pretty it, sure yeah. my house is going to get egged by all the architects in, our, <laughs> in my neighborhood <laughs> tomorrow, probably.
1: Yeah, is there, is there anything you'd want to, I don't know, maybe shout out or something? Like <laughs> I don't really know how to. Yeah.
2: Architects are underpaid and un- <laughs> not nice. well treated. so.
1: <laughs> power to the architects.
2: Power to the architects and pay us more. <laughs>
1: And we'll end it right there. I'll use that as a soundbite. I'm going to just end it right there. Uh, Steve, why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? You- that was
2: bloody brilliant.